Hello and welcome to the Potters Podcast. On Friday night we played Derby under the lights and with a full team and full of confidence from the last two games we went on to get an absolute fantastic result, didn't we? Yeah, we got uh, as horses on the twos. <laughs> yeah, 4-0 defeat. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's going on with this team at the moment. I mean, they play absolutely fantastic and then Derby who haven't won for four or five games and we completely fall off crumble again. It was a dark night, wasn't it? In more ways than one. It was, yeah. <laughs> Literally, as soon as. A bit of a Mark Lowey moment there. A bit of a Mark Lowey moment, yeah. Uh, so that's it then. Let's go into the game. I mean. Well, well, I mean, everything. Everybody was. I mean, Friday, people were fighting over tickets for yeah, Derby. Yeah, yeah. That's how excited Stoke, Stokers have got about this game. And, and from the minute go, really, I just thought. It's not happening. It really isn't happening. I mean, I thought we started well. I mean, we we pushed out the box out of the box early. We're moving well, and Klukas had that chance. But then yeah. after that, it was it was fall apart. Day once the first went in, it was just well, it, yeah. On the twenty first minute, Waggon, yeah. Tom Lawrence, I think he was broke down the left hand side, swung a ball in. Uh, nobody at right back. Tom Tom Ince didn't get back quick enough, didn't do his defensive duties, which to be fair in the last two games has been doing fantastic. I can't I can't knock him. Tommy Smith was just running around inside. So I have got to be honest, he's the worst player on the pitch, sadly. Uh, Friday, sorry, was was Tommy Smith. Yeah, the best player against Swansea. Best player against West Brom and Swansea, but he was non existent. He was out every time. That ball went down the left or right hand side, there was no left back or no right back near. No. And he had all the time in the world to put balls in. Well the ball comes in, don't he, and every stoke defender lets it bounce. Well he bounced right in front of Liam Lindsay. Yeah, and once it's bounced, it's anybody's game and it's either gonna go rose head or it's in the back of the net. And and the thing is, you can't do that at this level. And more to the point, the amount of the amount of grass in front of me when it before it crosses the ball and it's ridiculous. Oh, that's what I mean. But he managed to pass it through four of our players, and he bounced to the floor and still land on Tommy. In what's his name? Mark Waggon's head. But Waggon's got form against Stoke, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, 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 cool he's always scores against Stoke for some reason. Yeah, yeah Waggon. Uh, but then, not three minutes later, they yeah. made it two. Yeah, uh, it was it. Chris Martin. Chris Martin, good finish. But again, defensively, absolutely all over the place. It's just that that you is it you had Holmes. He run riot against us every time he got the ball. He was running past two, three players every time, and it was him who created the chance for for Martin, and, and that was it. And but it was, it was just the way they defended. I mean, he, he was he was two on one. Yeah. Basically, it was a control in the middle, and this this lad isn't very big. I mean, no. Sam Brooks is probably a clear foot over him, but he still managed to out muscle him and get through. Yeah, and uh, like I say. Uh, I mean the thing is if he, he was running right first off and he come out second off and did it again we didn't stop him from, we, nothing changed from one half to the next did it really well I mean if you look at the first half I mean like I say we, we, we started comfortable but then we, it's simple as this we couldn't cope with the pace of Derby we just can't cope with pace as team can't no there's, the, the, the thing is we've got I think there's a decent spine of a team there if it was four years ago if, yeah. they, if we had this team four years ago he would have been a decent team. He would have had the because they've lost the legs. Sam Sam Vokes, he's lost his legs. I, 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 a lot of people are telling me different things about Vokes. For me, he is not good enough, and and the discussion is not. He looks out of shape. He gets bullied off the ball. He's the biggest player on the pitch, Friday night. And every time a ball comes into, 
he got knocked off the ball all the time. Yeah, he's yeah. the biggest player on the pitch, and he's just thinking, you've had it, you've finished. No, you you are look, finished. Every time I look at him, like there's been a massive improvement in him under, uh, under Michael O'Neill, there's no question of that. But for me, looking at him, he's, he's, I think he's done it at the high level. I think he, he should have gone to Scotland and, and, and paid a bit and just yeah, played yeah. at a level where it's a lesser defence. He'd have got bullies up there. I don't know if he would have got but all the, the smaller people aren't they not very tall are they? No, yeah, it's a much more physical game in Scotland. The thing is, I mean the thing is in reality, if if Campbell had been fit, he'd have played over Vokes. Yeah, he would have wanted. But that, that comes to the transfer market, which we'll come to again. I've had a question here, is Sam Vokes the worst knock on centre forward we've seen at Stoke? We can't knock we couldn't knock on someone's door. Well, not the ball. I'm it's, it's, it's so frustrating to watch when you're a Stoke fan. Yeah. Because I don't understand what the game plan is at times. And I kept saying it during the first half. We were trying to get the ball down to the wings with McLean and Ince when he was there. And every ball was hitting the first man. Every ball was well over the over the edges of the players, and it was going out for throw-ins and. It's just, I keep saying it, there's not enough quality in that team. For I our... think as well, though, I mean, I, I mentioned it on Friday, if you watched how Derby set up, they pressed us really high all the time. And the thing is, if, if a team presses you, you've got to be able to keep hold of the ball. You've got to be able to pass the ball around comfortably, not think it's not potato, it's got to be nice, fluent. You've got to let them chase shadows. The only way you're going to work yourself into the game is how we did it against Swansea. Swansea, pre- Swansea pressed high against us. And all we did is we kept the ball, let them keep chasing shadows, and eventually they started tiring, and the game opened up for us. Instead, we just, I don't know, defensively, we were just all over the place. And the thing is, not five days ago, I stood at work, a couple of lads saying, oh, I don't know why, you're looking at trying to sign the centre-half, when you play really well, you wouldn't want to split that back two up now, would you? Oh, well, dude. clearly, there's something that we've not seen in training, because... That's the reason. <laughs> the, the, word, the word, the big word of a good player is, is the word consistency, isn't he? And the, pro- the yeah. problem is with Liam Lindsay, for example. He, he was complete. I mean, Tommy Smith, Liam Lindsay, and Danny Batts on Friday were completely outrun. Yeah. Every every area. Yeah. And they kept getting caught all the time. And it's it's fair enough that you you, you get caught because they're quick and they've got they've got good attacking players. Derby have. Yeah, they have. Yeah. And but then we look at like we're going to the second half now. We've got a question here about Wayne Rooney. Did he make the difference? And I think, to be honest, in that middle area, makes a massive difference. It was incredible. Yeah, it makes a massive difference. His balls were pinging left, right, and mm. centre, and that's what I thought Joe Allen would be at this level. I thought he'd be that man that could big ping balls forward and get the wingers away and and all that lot. I mean, pretty much everything came through Rooney at, for Derby. On, on the Friday. thing is, whether you love Rooney or hate him, he's still top draw. He, he is at the end of the day. People have always put Rooney down, aren't they? Like his England record. Well, it's not against any of the big sides. It doesn't matter. If you're scoring goals, you're scoring goals. And the thing is, he's, he's United's top scorer as well. And and you just think he's not he's not a middle table, middle of the Premier League table. He's a top top draw player who's won the Champions League. Who's won everything you can win at club level. And the thing is, he's dropped down the division, and he's pinging seventy yard balls to feet. We couldn't do that. Well, we haven't got the players do that, to be yeah, honest. In times, you're looking at it going, it's like Pirlo in the middle. Yeah. Picks the ball up, turns the head up, spreading the ball all over the place, and we couldn't cope with him. Well, I mean, we're going to the third goal now. 
I mean, the free kick, which it's it was, free kick. which was never a free kick. You <laughs> ran into our defending. Yeah. So it was a foul. I thought it was our free kick. Yeah, I think when because we were yeah. up there, we were in there, we were right next to the way, and getting loads of grief. <laughs> but uh, the way I knew it was a goal. Again, yeah. I say I said that's it's going in. That is, I know it's going in because I know he's got that quality yeah. that we're lacking. Yeah. And you know when you're paying because he's probably on about the same money as Joe, Joe Allen. Yeah. And the fact that just shows you how hard well say out getting a real quality player at this late level even if he is an old man when you bring in an old player i don't mind if it's someone like a wayne rooney that yeah can do bits of magic and still yeah. he's ju- he just can't play at the highest level anymore he's, he's, he's at yeah. the right level because he is the right level for him now he's 34 and this is the right level for wayne rooney yeah he lost his way a while ago we all know this yeah and the thing that like I say, for me as a Stoke fan, that frustrates me is like the, the the way we literally fall apart. So they come out, Wayne really gets that free kick, plants it straight in the top corner. But then that wasn't the bit that impressed me. It was the fourth goal where there was three players around him. He did just a quick spin. Yeah, well, from having nothing on whatsoever to having room. Yeah. To touch and then make that pass to get yeah. him away to get what was it? Uh, Bowden. What's his name? Uh, Bogle. Bogle. Bogle's away because the ball's perfect. Yeah. Right in front of him. Yeah. Runs onto it. Bang. It's a great finish, out. yeah. It's a great finish. And the thing is, like you say, Rooney at this level, he's probably asked him to do that job. As you're going to sit in, you're going to spread the ball around. I don't want you running, charging up and down the pitch. Just do what you know best. And the thing is, there's experience. I mean, you learn under one of the, well, the greatest British manager we've seen in all our time. And, and the thing is... Brian Clough. Brian Clough. And he got you the with Brian Clough. <laughs> Secret that one. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I just think he, he, he'll, make, he'll, he'll make a difference at Derby. That, I mean, we, we looked a shadow of what we did at Swansea. We, yeah, we did. I mean, I think what happened is that... It, I think the problem is, is look as well with t- Tymon coming in who didn't have a great game again. He didn't. He just, I don't know why he thought he did. I think the problem is with Tymon is he gets bullied off the ball too much. He, he's, his timings and his running isn't right. Way off his time. Cause he, I mean, the third goal, where was Tymon? The fourth goal, where was Tymon? Yeah. Nowhere near uh, Bogle. Yeah, no left back. Bogle, whatever his name Bogle. is. Bogle. Bogle. And it's, the thing is, he's not ready yet. No. He, he's still in a ready yet. I know we've got to play him because we've got nobody else and we've decided to fit in. Yeah, because Martin's in the, I think it was a sickness bugger for, for Red Rats, so... But um, I'm, I'm, to get positives from it, the only positive that I'm getting out of is a 4-0 defeat. The only real positives I'm going to come out with was, was the Stoke fans. Yeah, um, I mean the thing is, we, we've been critical in the past because um, Stoke fans were massively turning on the team not so long ago and I mean, for 3,000 plus go down to Derby. Like people fighting for the tickets. I mean, I was on the phone for an hour. Yeah. Trying to get hold of them tickets. Um, you are 39th in the queue. They were brilliant. Every one of them to a man, they, they were brilliant. And even when it was three, they four were nil. still singing. Yeah. Singing, it's 4 0. And yeah, all still that still don't yeah. sing. They were, they were brilliant because we were there and we were getting right into it. I mean, we were literally right next to the Derby fans as well. But that might be the point where. <coughs> As fans, especially the lads and the, everybody who went on Friday, to just go, we're in this for the long goal. Yeah, we lost 4 0, mm. but that same attitude and that same togetherness should come back to Charlton on Saturday. 
I don't think it will. I think no, there'll be negatives, I know. Because I reckon a lot of the negatives will be from people who didn't go. Because the ones who did go, Derby, will understand that that togetherness again is like, that's why we love Stoke City. So let's forget, let's move on from it, draw a line under it, and let's go again against Charlton. Well, we have, I hope we do. Because we have been doing all right. I, I, I hope we do, because yeah. the ground's been, at times, like a morgue the last couple of seasons and it's ours yeah but for, it, sometimes for good reason and I understand oh, well, there's this a definite reason for what's gone on there's, we can't sit here and say that it's not because of this or that it's, we've been awful it's been absolutely awful for the last yeah. three four seasons but at the same time in the championship you're going to have slip ups the problem is because we've had so many slip ups early doors this feels so it was so hard Saturday morning thinking we lost 4-0 last night and, and the thing is we just started picking up points against the top six at that as well. Yeah, they're all in the top so, six, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and the thing is, it's tough when you go and play someone that's not far around you and get such an hiding, really. Mm. But it's, 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 he has improved things, massively improved things, and I just think we just got to stick with him because I genuinely believe that we will carry on picking up points and just class it as a blip and, and move on at the end of the day. He's even said himself in the press conference that I think a lot of people had walked into this game going, well, we are favourites and gone in a bit off-hearted a little bit into the game. And, and and the thing is, he'll have to knock that out of him into training and go, every game's a cup final now till the end of the season. Yeah, well, I've got a question so, here by saying, was that the loudest Delilah in three years? I don't know. There was a couple of good ones last year, weren't they? Leeds and stuff and Derby. Um, they were midweek hours and work once so because every single, good games, so. every single middle week game apart from one dropped on when I was on news last yeah, season like I say it's a good, good away following it was great great for that and um, you just let them down the, the problem is for me is they've, the, the good the goal the good work they did last week Campbell signed a new contract the great results against West Brom and yeah. Swansea the fans fighting to get away tickets a desperate go yeah. and then to put a performance out like that is it's like it's like a punch in the face. That's what it felt like uh, Saturday morning when I got up. Yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that a lot of people were saying on social media that we need that some fans need to stop sort of abusing the players and this, that, and the other. And then players were coming out saying the differences are made and we're going to fight for the shirt and we're going to fight for the team. But then. You, you full well knew that he'd sold out over three three thousand tickets and you put a performance in like that I mean what's more what upsetting is there was no heart in it either I mean I can take a defeat if you, if you, if you're gonna go for it but there was there was no fight in him for well, it was, it was, done, it was done by the 24th minute that's why yeah game was over wasn't it, was, it? it was game over by the 24th minute because Rooney was just completely commanding the pitch just he wasn't really doing a lot of running he was just doing that payload roll where you just sit there make the balls and get the players who have got pace moving up the pitch yeah and uh, the thing is for Rooney though in Derby's perspective is Bogle and Holmes are so quick all he had to do is he's just looking down the flanks looking through the yeah. middle he, he had options all over the place really and, and the thing is and Lawrence as well for them he's a great, great he's a good player, player he is. he's, he's yeah. got, got ability he has and the thing is when you've got players like that like Rooney you've got to be rigid and you've got to have strength I mean for me Jordan Cousins should have started instead of Joe Allen for me on 
on Friday. Maybe it was one of them games we should have gone and shut up shop. Yeah, we should have had a holding mid- we should have had a holding midfielder and stopped them moving. Yeah. And had Jordan Cousins on Rooney all game. Because the problem is we have no defensive side in that in that midfield. Was there anybody in that team that you could pick out that day? I I, I can't think of anybody who no. No, no, not really. Not I mean, really, Powell was yeah. frustrating at times, <coughs> hanging on to the ball too long and no, stuff. Nobody played well, really. No. I mean, another little bit of a disappointment was when Valinden came off. I thought I came on. I thought he was getting bullied off the ball, and he was sort of running down empty, empty avenues and stuff. He, and yeah, the <coughs> trouble is though, when he come on when he did, the game's done, isn't it? Really, it's, I mean, it take a lot for us get back from that from that deficit. Yeah. But yeah, but there's no pressure at that point and he's, he's, he didn't really impress him no I mean he can't I mean the thing is yeah alright Stoke didn't play well but you can't deny that Derby did play well Derby were amazing they did play well I mean for a team that hasn't been playing well as well recently yeah performance and like that you have to, he does he does rise I mean we, they never gave us a moment on the ball they, they were constantly pressurising us all game and, and it showed really mm. I mean so like I say, the only positives out of the game were, were the Stoke fans. Uh, right, so well, one thing I've got a question here about, which I won't go into really, I think it's a good thing, is did anybody else notice the incredible scenes around the Derby ground with the, with the little tents with beer in and you had a couple of stalls everywhere and there was always somewhere you could get a drink outside or something to eat and yeah. it, it, it felt good really, it felt like there was it's a lot to do. Day, I, I, it, like set up yeah, so they've got a fan zone yeah yeah I mean that, I thought that was good how they got the stall for buying shirts and stuff I thought if because sometimes you get people who've bought tickets and it might be the first game with the Letland or something and yeah. you could instead of going to the club shop you could go in there they were already printed with the players names yeah. on I saw one with Rooney on and stuff like that and I thought what a brilliant idea plus the food it wasn't just burgers and hot dogs there was you could get like pork and stuff in and yeah. it was all different things you could have eaten they were all the way around the ground yeah they were everywhere and I noticed there was people everywhere and Stoke were mingling in with yeah. Derby and he, he had a, he felt like a fan, a fan zone yeah. like where you go Germany when you, watch, when you go like a Germany game yeah they've got all the music and, and you've got stuff, all the music yeah. in that round the outside you've got the coffee intense, shop coffee shop was there you've got yeah. all this kind of stuff and, and then, but then you look at it and go Stoke haven't Stoke been, got the, they've been, they've been in the Premier League for 10 years Derby have been at once when they were the worst yeah. heavy and they've got a better fan park now. I know it's a nicer ground, it's a bigger ground, but... I don't know, the setup's brilliant, really. But again, it's another nice ground where there's yeah. no car park. Why have we got a car, car park, park at the ground? Yeah. I still to this day don't get it. That's a perfect place to do a massive van fan zone. Yeah, because yeah. I remember when we walked to the ground, um, don't get me wrong, the path seemed never ending into yeah, the yeah. ground. Yeah. But there was so many people coming down that path, walking to the ground from yeah. town. Yeah. And the thing is, losing that car park, it's like on the other side. They had a Frankie and Benny's. They had a subway. There's just so much to do yeah. at the ground. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was like a gaming tent as well. So. Yeah. There was, there was everything there. It's just a, a full match day experience. <laughs> you just feel that it's a ch- if you're taking two children, two young lads, or something to the game. They walk at Stoke, drop a burger, yeah, we're going in, yeah, that, that's it. It's boring. <laughs> that's it's, boring. it's boring, there's nothing to it. There's nothing to, you basically go up the cricket club or you go to the officer across the road, yeah. and you'll probably have a couple of pints, and then you're thinking, 
Right, I better go in now. Far too much to go. Yeah. Better go in. Whereas there, there was, there was, I was in no rush to get in. No. I was just sort of chilled out, walking around. I thought, well, what do I want to eat actually? Because I haven't eaten all day because it was a big rush on. It was nice as well. And it was, it was lovely. Caramelised yeah. onion, nice little double burger. Yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, you got the statue of Cluffy right outside. Yeah. Not like ours, but just chuck them in the top of the car park. Yeah. I mean, the only decent one is the Banks one, really, that's pretty close. Yeah, but which you can see yeah, when you go yeah. to the ground. It's. It, I've, I've said this for a while about Stokes layouts, layout of the ground. That it does need to, that car park needs to go and and make a real fan zone in that area. And maybe, the, maybe the ground should have been a little bit more, so forget the car park, maybe it should have been more central. And because the, the thing is, you sort of come out the ground and you're straight on the main road a little bit, aren't you? Yeah, it is an awkward, especially because the only real space is the car park. Yeah. Because everywhere else, it's just a little narrow walkways where you walk through. Yeah. And it's fenced at the top. We've got those banks, aren't you? Where people used to sit. Put a few more food things there and bits and pieces, maybe. Well, you can. I mean, there's no, there's no harm with that. And there's, there's obviously people in Stoke who, who will do vans and sell food who'd be willing to do that. The thing is, though, I mean, it's, I've heard loads of people say it. I've said it myself. When the new tops come out or something, or you like the new away top or whatever, and you go, oh, I don't know if I can be bothered to walk all the way around to the, the club shop. Yeah. It'd be rammed at this time. Yeah, their little stall, it was, it was only a couple of people, a handful of people there, and I thought that'd be a great idea. I'll get that top while I'm here. Yeah, but they got two, they got two shops as well on the yeah. ground. They had a shop on the right and a shop on the other side. Yeah. So it, it's just a completely better, better laid out. You make it? more money, really. Yeah. It's, it's simple, really. It's simple, really. You, give, you give the fans an experience, not just the game. Yeah. You'll make more money because people go to that fan zone. Go, yeah, if we get in early, we might be able to get a good seat in the fan zone. Yeah, listen to a bit of music, have a couple of pints. Well, it's no the rush then because yeah. the problem is when you get in Stoke, because we go Stoke sometimes, do a, a, a crawl in. Yeah, you do the crawl in, then you go in the fan zone and then just have a sit. So instead of it being a big rush or trying to time it right so you're not going too early and you're waiting round. You could just go in the in the finger tent and have a beer, or well, it's like a midweek game, isn't it? So if you get a midweek game like on a Tuesday, and you both got work the next day, instead of going standing in the pub, you could go. Shall we get on the fan zone, have a look at the, the the little club store, and listen to some music, and maybe get a coffee or whatever? It it, it just opens your horizons a little bit, depending on the game, because there's plenty of times I've gone. Oh, I don't really fancy a beer. I've got job Birmingham tomorrow. Yeah. But he's still stood in the pub doing nothing. Yeah. Whereas if you had a bit of a fan zone and something going on. Well, that's for me because you could have a coffee. There was, I think, there was even a salad. Yeah. One way you could have like Italian or Greek salads or whatever it was. It was I like mean, the only time I ever remember him having anything different down Stoke was when we were in the pram first couple of seasons. They had a FIFA truck by Delilah's. Yeah. For a little bit, and I think you could win prizes and stuff like that. But that's what sort of thing you need, isn't it? Yeah, it keeps the kids yeah. interested as well. Keep just something different to do. When he's like, you can say, right, go on, go have a go on that FIFA thing while I have a coffee. Yeah, yeah. And just come meet me back here, and then when we're ready, we'll go in. Yeah. The problem is, there's nothing to do around. There's literally like, nothing there's to nothing do. There, no. There's nothing. All there is is a couple of burger stands, or you've got to go in and sit and wait around. Well, I've heard the pitch fees are quite expensive, and that's why a lot. Because originally there was, a, I think. A few people had talked about having an oat cake stand, a couple of oat cake stands down there, yeah. and it turned out that the pitch fees were too too much. Because I know the one on the booth, and he does Glastonbury and stuff. So obviously, over the year, it's a big business for him. So yeah. he probably can afford it, can't he? Can afford the pitch fee at Stoke. Yeah. So 
that's the thing we need to open as horizons we forget other businesses down there we need to start looking at like lowering the fees if they are as expensive as people say but it helps local businesses as well don't it and that's that's the thing that we really need to do anyway help and try to bring more money into the area well i mean we've seen it this week haven't we where people are saying that like local shops are shutting too quick well that's only down to people not supporting them and that'd be the same at stoke if we had stuff there other than a burger other than a hot dog people would jump out in the pork and stuffing bob something different that's yeah, yeah, something different yeah just, just something a bit different. There was a fish and chips one there as well. I noticed there was a fish and chips. Like that, that we were nowhere near it. It was towards the other side of the club yeah. shop, the, the main stand. Yeah. I noticed a, a big fish and chip van there. Yeah. And I thought you've just got everything then, haven't you? You've got you've got a, there, there. You've got every choice and everything you want. Yeah. yeah there's probably three bigger ones. Yeah. But there was loads on the in the away stand as well. There were there's two in there. Yeah, but did you notice inside when we went get a beer inside, food? was like oat cake, pie, yeah. and that was about where it ended. Yeah. It was at like a pie stand yeah. with some oat cakes in and some pies. So obviously Derby are looking at it going, well, we're not really that bothered about food because it's as if Stoke are like, well, we don't want anybody else down here because it'll affect our profit inside the ground yeah. on chicken burgers and whatever else. Whereas I don't think Derby are that bothered about it. It's like, you know, beer and a pie and that's it. Yeah. Because that's why there's more food outside. Yeah, I know what they're doing. It's because it's it, it's it, but it's bringing the atmosphere and it's making people happy. That it, it, it's mm. a good experience for us because we, we've never seen anything like it. No, really good, really good atmosphere and everything. And I think Stoke should be really now starting to think about doing stuff like that. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe it's something that the council need to bring up as well, the Stoke Supporters Council, because anybody who did go to the game and saw that, I mean, it, it's a, a different world. Yeah. It seems very monotonous when we go straight. It's just yeah. you know, always to walk down. You don't. It, it, there's nothing to it. You don't. You don't. There's no match day experience, especially as a child. Well, that's it. Yeah. Right. So the, also the same night as the match was uh, the closing of the transfer window. Yeah, uh, sort of some mad transfers <laughs> around elsewhere. But oh, yeah, I mean, we we managed to get two in, didn't we? Yeah, uh, one uh, out. Uh, no, two. Yeah, one out. Duffy, I think, left. Yeah, went on loan to Hogan's gone as well. Hogan went. Yeah, Birmingham, I think he's Yeah, gone. and he scored on his debut. Oh, well, <laughs> and we brought two in. Yeah, Oakley Booth from Tottenham. This is a bit of an interesting one because I don't really know anything about no, him. No, it's another youth player, isn't he? But according to O'Neill, he wants first team football, which tells me he's got. He, he, he's, wants, he to wants to play for the first team. Yeah. So Oakley Booth. What's he about? Well, he's a midfielder. Um, he's not played a lot of football, I'll be honest. I know he hasn't played a lot. Um, I mean, he's, he's played two times for the senior side. Uh, one against PSG um, in the Champions Cup, which is a pre-season tournament. Right. And then he's played against Barnsley in the League Cup. Uh, I mean, majority of his appearances have been sort of for England, as that as it is. For the youth level. the youth level, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's made nearly 30 appearances uh, right through the England setup. so... Yeah, so he's, he, he's, you must like rake so much about him. But the thing yeah, is, so there's a lot of pedigree. No, no, I mean, the fans aren't either. I mean, the thing is, there's a lot of pedigree at England's unders level at the moment. They're winning everything, aren't they? Over the last few years, they've, they've done really well, so... Um, I mean, he is he is from London as well. Um, How old is he actually? Is he? He's nineteen. So, 
I mean, the thing is, it, for, for me, with with O'Neill sort of saying that he's come for first team football, he must have some belief in him. Well, he said into Michael O'Neill that he's a, he's actually a creative midfielder, which is what we've been crying out for now for you, yeah, well, going back <laughs> since Stephen and Zons, he's somebody that can actually pick a pass. Uh, but I like what he's saying. He's he's had an interview and he's been talking about he wants to make a name for himself at, at Stoke and make it start his career here and try he's and make a name. Yeah. So I think he, it's a positive sign, and I can't knock this one because it's a. Uh, there's pedigree behind him and he wants to make a name for himself. Yeah, I mean, old Sky Slightly, he was born in 2000. Oh, <laughs> it makes me feel old. It makes me feel old, that doesn't <laughs> it, when you know, that, that young. Yeah, I mean, like I say, we've, we've said that we need to start looking at the kids a bit because other teams do, don't they, and, and, it, and it works. I'm not saying it's going to work week in, week out, but the, these kids have got pedigree and hunger, and Tyrese Campbell's proved that, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. But these kids want, want, they just want to get out there and play. And, it's and, all if he's got the quality and he's ready, though, that's the thing we've got to look yeah, for. Yeah, I don't think he'll rush him in. At the end of the day, he's not rushed Thompson in yet, has he? No, so, no. I've got a question here. Uh, who do you think... Oakley Booth will replace in the first team. Paul. Paul. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've got a bit of a dislike to him. I But the fair thing is, he, he hasn't really been impressed me monstrously, Nick Powell, but he is the only kind of player that's running us up the pitch. It's just that final bit. He, he, he but they just, all, they're all guilty of that. They're all guilty of that final bit. It just it just hangs on to the ball forever. There was a, there was a point in, in, yes, in Friday's game where he only had a simple pass to Ince and he's through and he's in. Yeah. And and he, and he can see it and he can see it and he, he's too his head's down and he's not looking up at all and and it it just frustrates me and you know what I'm like I'll get a beer in my bonnet then I score that trick. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I got another question though. Do, do you think Oakley Booth is actually in his first team plans? Well, I mean, he's obviously going to take a look at him in training this weekend see, at some point, but. Um, it's just whether he's ready. Is he going to be one of them we don't see for four weeks? Or well, that's what I mean. We haven't, we haven't seen Thompson actually play yet. Jordan Thompson. We haven't, we haven't seen him come off the bench or anything, which is a bit worrying to me. As if is he bringing these players in and instantly not rating them as soon as he's getting them in? I mean, yeah. you know Jordan Thompson. He's had him a while with the Northern Ireland setup, so there must be some something he's, he's liking there. But I think the pro- I think at times the big the big problem is that because we can't really shift some of these players and it's who do you drop because Joe Allen like I say he'll have three good games and he'll have two or three bad ones yeah Sam Lucas without any question was majorly at fault for the second goal but but he has probably been our best player this season Sam Lucas so it's hard to yeah he didn't do a lot did he on Friday really <laughs> no he did nothing really Lucas Boffman like I say that shot early on um, but if this Oakley Booth, who's obviously going to be on the bench, and we're going to try to bring him in now every now and again, we've been told he's dynamic. He's good with the ball. He's quite. He's always forward thinking, which is for me a massive positive because we need that kind of midfielder now. Yeah. Like Rooney was doing on there, and you could see the difference when you have a player like that that knows how to pass the ball and's got that vision to make a proper pass. The thing is, though, I mean, you look at you look at what team started on Friday, and you look at the lads who who are going to come in. You, I mean, you take Powell out and put Oakley Booth in, you put Campbell up front, 
maybe Thompson comes out. It does look like a different team. Well, it's not like a very much younger team. Yeah, but a lot more energy. <coughs> well, that's the thing. Um, but there was another chance for you. One that was probably waste kept secret in football, I think. And we knew about it on Tuesday and he, he didn't go through till deadline day and that was James Chester from Aston Villa. Yeah, well, we know he's got pedigree. I mean, he did well at, at Villa for a while, didn't I've, he? I've always, to be honest, I've always rated James Chester. Even when he was, because I think he started at United, didn't he? Yeah, he, uh, and, uh, United. but I remember him more at Hull because he was really impressive at Hull. And he was, of course, he was partner to Ashley Williams and another stone flop on loan. Yeah. They were a part of that top Wales side that got to the semi-final. So there is pedigree there, but the only thing that worries me is age. He's 31. I mean, like a, a lot of Stoke fans were saying to me on Friday that is it that Shawcross really is worse than we first thought. Well, it, so. there's got to be something in it, isn't there? Because mm. obviously, like Carter Vickers left. Yeah, um, I like Vickers. I, I, I like there was bits of about him, but yeah. I think his best games were actually playing as right back. To be to be honest, um, but I think this one's a, a more experienced man. But the problem is we've got that many experienced centre backs at the club. It's getting a bit flat. I mean, there's only Liam Lindsay who's under who's under thirty now. Isn't there? I mean, yeah, <laughs> and the thing is, sort of, he has got a mistake in him quite often, hasn't he? Really? Yeah, he's had a couple of good games, but. Yeah, he was Before a that, for two of them to yeah, You can pick out a few games this season. <laughs> yeah, well, Sheffield Wednesday Wednesday literally cost us, didn't he? Because yeah. he missed that ball. Um, but like I say, this the thing is, I think, will he come in for... Because that's the question he had been asked is, will Chester come straight in for Danny Batts? See, it's going to be a bit of an headache, that is, because Batts had been, up until Friday, been like a different player, hasn't he? Yeah. For us, yeah. I mean... it. Probably one of the best defensive performances I've seen at Stoke for some time against West Brom. Yeah. Because defensively we've been woeful for a while and, and the thing is he come in and he won everything. He won everything, cleared every ball and he was like a man possessed and the thing is he needs to do that week in, week out. Well, that's that, it goes back to the same thing, uh, consistency, the big word consistency and Bata obviously hasn't done that since he's been at Stoke. I haven't seen any consistency from him. And it's, is he thinking maybe he'll drop bats and thinks James Chester is that player till the end of the season? Just maybe, maybe, yeah. Uh, and obviously, like I say, if if Shawcross really isn't at it, the thing is he's come back twice now and got yeah, got a guarantee. Yeah. And the thing is, as the games start coming thick and fast now, we we probably do need an extra body at the back. But we've got another question here. Are are you amazed? that uh, we didn't bring another striker in on loan. Uh, yes. I'm amazed that we've only brought in three players. I, I am very amazed by that. And a left back. I'm surprised we haven't brought a left back in. I'm yeah. surprised we haven't brought another striker to replace Hogan. And I'm surprised we haven't gone for a, a right, young right winger on loan. Thing is though, O'Neill said, Anthony, in his press conference, people needed to leave. And the reality is, still not enough have left. Mm. That's the thing, it's, 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 it's all right saying, well, we need a left back, we could do a cover up front and stuff like that, but the reality is, we're still not shifting people. There's still people out on loan, there's still people who won't go, and he needs, and we need to stay up this season, and then summer, it needs to be a big exit door for, for a lot of players for me. Well, he, he said that the squad's too big, didn't he? He said that as soon as he came in. I mean, Etzbo's gone out on loan, and Dyer's gone out on loan. Um, but it's like when I looked at that bench. 
I'd look at that bench when we were on the way into the ground and I'm sorry there was nothing on it. Yeah, there was like literally nothing on it. Yeah, well, apart from Jordan Thompson, because I don't know about Jordan Thompson, mm. I haven't even seen him play yet, so I can't really judge it. But there was nobody on that bench that I thought, oh, he could come on and make a difference. He could. There was nobody there. Like Hogan did have that, even though he he was yeah, overweight. Well, but he he took his chances when he got yeah. it. Yeah. And for me, he obviously didn't like Hogan, did he? Clearly, because he I think he'll used him twice. Yeah. But in one of them games, I think he did score. So, I think at the same time, we like would that game been set up quite well for someone like Atterbury in the middle? Well, do you know what I mean? It, it, someone who's going to battle and, and get stuck in and, and cut these balls that's out. That's why I'm, I'm surprised we haven't brought more quality in on loan because we've got we can, we can use more loans because we've let three go. We've let three loans go and brought one loan player in. Surely they can get two more decent youngsters or something like that on loan from the Premier League. The thing is, like a couple of weeks ago, we sat here and said that we aren't seeing something, the reason why Atterbowen and Dye have been loaned out. But the fans are still standing. A lot of fans, I heard them saying on Friday, I don't understand why both of them went. If you're going to get. Because they both, them, they're similar sort of player. Yeah, and from what I'm reading into, what I think Michael O'Neill said himself, is it's, it's attitudes that's the yeah. problem. Because since Atterbowen came in and had a good first season, he, I think he does have this nonchalance that he's too good for the Yeah. Um, and I do, like I say, talking about the windy as a whole, I'm, I'm, I'm quite disappointed really. I'm glad that he bought this Oakley boom and he's a talented young lad from what we're reading. So I'm, I'm happy with that. James Chester, I can, I can understand because I think he's probably better than what we've already got. Yeah. He's probably a better centre back than Batten Lindsay. So he'll play and he'll, he'll probably make a big difference. Yeah. But I'm surprised we haven't looked at a right winger. I'm surprised we haven't looked for another striker on loan. I mean, yeah. it's like Sheffield United at the moment are literally littered with strikers. They've got like nearly eight, seven or eight strikers. Yeah. That only McBurney who brought from Swansea, I think, was the record until he brought that new man in. He doesn't play, does he? Leon Clark, I don't think either. No, I think he left a couple of years ago. McGoldrick. Is it McGoldrick? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm surprised we haven't gone so good. So why don't we just go and say? Got a bit burny, he hasn't quite worked, let us load him till the end of the season and then you get him back fresh and might have a bit of confidence in him. Yeah. Um, I, I don't understand why we don't. It seems to be with us, it's always laboured and it's always, oh this, oh god this, we yeah. can't afford this, we can't afford that. And it seems to me like we've given up. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, if once Campbell's fit again, I, I, I genuinely believe he'll be firing the goals and fours and keep us up. I do, I think yeah, he'll be yeah, the best player, I think folks could be a bench warmer now and come on for the last couple of minutes and stuff. Sometimes I don't see any. It's strange though because last season when he come in, I know he got a few injuries, but when he first come in, I thought actually he's not bad at all. Uh, like he had a good finish. He scored a great goal last season on the volley, didn't he? He's, he's, he's a good strike. Like the thing is, he's a good finisher. He's a really good finisher. He just looks so late. But, this the, but the problem is, it's just you just can't get the ball to him. We've got no quality there. No. The big problem, what, I'm, what I keep saying. We don't have quality there. There's no real quality. McLean, there's no consistency in his balls. He isn't whipping in balls all the time, getting assist after assist. Yeah. It's just the same. There's no one in the box as well sometimes. Yeah. Even if you take the cross. So we'll leave that before we, we, we go ranting on forever. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. a bit of, maybe a bit of a positive. Uh, the women's team, how have they got on? Well, that's the only good news we've got this week. Because we're in to the semi-finals. Of what cup? Of the League Cup. 
the football women's yeah league national cup. league cup we're doing well this year the women are yeah um, it was one all at half time uh, we scored first Tash Batis with the opener and then uh, Lucy Salaby scored for them um, who went in at one all but second half we come out farting and won three one so that's what uh, two goals for Tash and uh, a goal for Amy Hughes so well done to a, the ladies yeah well done to the ladies so we're into a final now of a cup semis semis of a cup do we know who we're playing or no, no, not Jordan there's, there's nothing up yet so but they just keep going don't they the women, yeah, the women are doing well they're, they're a good side for the league they're in I mean I don't know if there's, I, just, I don't really know much about the structure of the league so I don't know if we can go up or not because I think the second aren't they in the league up yeah Sunderland are still running riots aren't they but, yeah. um, can't be far off the WSL soon surely no uh, I mean the only other news from the ladies was uh, that Tammy George has signed has she signed a new contract um, she scored twice the other week didn't she in the Staffordshire Cup yeah um, she's uh, she had already made a debut but then they announced it like yeah, about after, a week yeah, later she scored twice yeah. on a debut from what yeah. I mean so, from the development squad another one they brought through another talented young lady yeah uh, I mean the development team earlier in the week they won 7-2 against Telford they're beating everybody <laughs> like do they get on a different league obviously they're just battering everybody yeah. I mean what's it? I love how the, I love the people who write the things how wonderful when well yeah it is yeah it's 7-2 Manny, Manny Daly scored 4 goals and <laughs> thinking they just I mean the thing is you like for like swap with some of these girls couldn't you yeah yeah how good just actually bring one and bring another one in yeah. simple as that well, at least that's a bit of positive news anyway. Yeah, it is. I mean, if the women carry on, there'll be people turning away from them. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go watch them. Go watch the women see some goals. Let's <laughs> <laughs> watch McLean struggle on the left side. Yeah. Oh, these women would do a better job, I think. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, yeah. They probably would do, let's be fair. Right then, so a uh, quick mention to this week. Uh, Stanley Matthews' birthday would have been the same as me yesterday, 1st of February. Yeah, um, the one, the only... Steen as well. Yeah, Steen was 54 this week. Uh, Peter Crouch. Yeah. Saying, what was it, 39 this week or 40 this week? I don't know. He's, he was, he's, he's, he's just got <laughs> spar- 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 Another announcement from Peter Crouch is because of the success of his podcast, which I've listened to, is really good. Really yeah. good podcast. He's got. He's been sanctioned to show on BBC. He's going to be on telly now soon. Well, he, the thing is with Crouchy as well. He's, he's, he's such a nice guy. He's, he's a nice guy, but he is actually very funny. And he yeah. tells a story well and all. Yeah. He's, he's a natural entertainer, I think, Crouch. Soon you'll see him on X Factor as a presenter. <laughs> Come on down. <laughs> I think that was Bruce who wanted. <laughs> good guy, good guy. Uh, yeah, so thanks for listening to another podcast. I know it's a bit of a depressing... We've tried to be we, as positive as we've got, we can. We've got to try and be positive, but really, when you lose 4-0 on a, an horrible Friday night, it's it's hard to be positive. But there is positives. The women have got through to a semi-final of the Cup. Yeah. The women's development team won 7-2. And like I say, if you if you like the show, tell your friends about it, share from wherever you see it or know it, and give us a five-star review if you're on Apple. Thanks for listening. Ta-ra. All the best.